On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. For me, it's about protecting my alone time. And in my alone time, that's when I'm reading or maybe I'm catching up on TV. And it's allowing me time to recharge because I don't know about y'all, but interacting with people pulls from my cup. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. All right, lady, our quote of the day. My mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. That comes to us from Auntie Maya Angelou. T, this quote, I don't know about for you, but for me, when I hear this quote, one, I just think about the infinite wisdom that Maya Angelou constantly shared with us. But then also I think about the topic for today, right? And how we're going to talk about the things that allow us to truly thrive. What comes up for you? Well, I will say I'm super excited about this episode. I think it's going to be really juicy. No pun intended. You'll have to stick around to see why, lady. But I think it's going to be really helpful because I feel like we're both mature women who have lived a little and who've learned a lot. And I feel like I have tools now that can just get me together real quick that I didn't have when I was younger. And so I'm really excited that we get to share some of these tools and tips with other women that are tuning in. And when I think about the quote, I just love that quote because I think that it just really resonates with me because I think that surviving is so important. Like, I don't want to just be surviving. You know, to me, that just sounds like, I don't know. It doesn't sound like it's a, a life that I want to live, you know, where I'm just, I'm just surviving. No, I'm out here it doesn't. Thriving. I don't have no humor, no compassion, no passion, no excitement, no spontaneity, like none of that in my I'm life. Just, eh, and so surviving is like you're at the bare minimum, like my basic mm-hmm. needs are met and that's it. But thriving to me feels like there's pleasure, there's fun, there's, yes. you know, mm, we yes. vibe. It's all of so, those things. Yes. 
all of those things. Now I will tell you, Dom, I also think about a conversation we had right before recording. And so lady, I just want to paint this picture for you. Okay. So I am working from home and I have a lot, I mean, it's been a busy, busy time in life, personally, professionally, sexually, like it's just been busy. Like all areas of my life have kind of been pulling at me. And so today you ever been at the computer and you're trying to accomplish a task, but your mind is racing. All of the, it seems like all the to-dos in my mind were just like racing throughout. I often say this later on the podcast, but they were like racing through my mind, like cars speeding down a freeway with no popo around. So they just going crazy. They just going. Yes. Like y'all just no breaks. Y'all just going. Thoughts are racing. And I felt a bit of anxiety and I just felt like I was on overload. Like you ever see a machine and it's just like, okay, this shit's about to break down. Like it was just going. And I was like, I can't even get one thing done because everything's racing at one time. And I'm beginning to feel overwhelmed. And the funny thing is in that moment, I remember calling two of my girlfriends that are usually free, you know, midday and neither of them answered. And so I did a series of things in that moment, I took a break. I was like, okay, I got to step away. I did a series of things and that helped me get grounded and get myself together. And I, I it was so cool because I, I reflected on that moment. I was so grateful because I was just by myself and I was able to get myself back to where I needed to be. So lady, I'll tell you a little bit about those things later, but Don, that is like what I shared with you before the episode, which is why I'm excited to share these routines because we have things that in place that help us get to where we need to be in life when we fall off track. You know what I love about that, though, is that what you are describing is growth, right? You are describing the essence of what it means to be in a space of thriving, that you had a moment where anxiety was coming up. And the reality is that that is what happens, that we are never cured from any type, any mental health concerns that we are experiencing, we're never completely cured. What happens is we learn how to adapt and we learn how to cope. And what you just demonstrated was how to cope, right? That you were having an anxious moment and you went to your first coping mechanism that came to mind was to tap into that support system, reach out to those girlfriends. Okay, girlfriends aren't available. My guess, and I'm saying my guess because this was this has been my experience before the growth, is that pre-growth, you would have had a moment where it would have been a meltdown, right? It would have been a deeper panic Because your initial to-go support wasn't available to you. And instead of letting that further derail you or pull you deeper into the anxiety, you said, oh, hold on. Okay, that coping skill is not available. What's next on the list? I'm not going to let the inability or the lack of availability for plan A, completely derail me. That is a great point. And what I will say is back in the day, before I had tools in my toolbox, I would kind of go down the the Rolodex, like 
and call all the numbers, like all the friends. But then what I realized is sometimes I used to be so uncomfortable being alone and being with myself. I would sometimes reach out to people who I knew probably shouldn't be calling and telling my business or people that I couldn't trust, but I just needed to verbally vomit and get this shit out. Like I needed to tell somebody. And then usually, you know, back in the day, I might call that person who I know, like, girl, I know she want to tell someone to my business or she might say some, she might not give me great advice, but at least I got a chance to get it out. So I get it out and then later regret it. Like, damn, I should have told so-and-so about X, Y, Z. So yes, there have been meltdowns in the past and there have been revisiting or reopening relationships that I probably shouldn't just because I needed someone to be there for me in that moment. So lady, if that's you, we got you today because we're about to dive on in. We've categorized some of these routines. I do want to say though, Dom, although we're talking about, and we're going to emphasize being your own support system, by no means are we saying to do it alone because we do have our own support systems. I just think that it's important to know what do I do if no one's there? Because sometimes- Our home girl or our homeboy or our cousin or mama may not answer the phone. And so what do we do when those people are not there? And we also want to emphasize that this conversation could go on and on because there are so many things, but it's not exhaustive. So like we're going to miss something. So if you want to share your own tips for whatever category, Don, what color are we going to post on Instagram? I'm trying to think of what square we haven't posted recently. Let's go with purple because purple just exudes like royalty and i think of royalty Ooh. when we're when we're in a space of thriving so let's go with the purple okay. square this time okay so lady you already know what to do if you tune in regularly if your first time here if you listen to the episode like the whole episode afterward go to our instagram at her space podcast and just scroll down the feed and look for the purple not the lavender the purple square on our instagram and just drop your tips, your insight, your thoughts about this episode, anything that you want to add. And that way we can acknowledge you and you can join the conversation with us. Okay. So go to the purple square on our Instagram. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned to get those promo codes and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Summer is in full swing and temperatures are rising. Luckily for us, Brooklinen is here to keep you cool and living in comfort at home and on the go with their best-selling bedding, loungewear, towels, and more. Brooklinen, home of the internet's favorite sheets, was created by a husband-wife duo to give customers hotel-level home essentials. You don't just have to take our word for it either. As a matter of fact, check out Brooklinen's website to read over 100,000 five-star reviews from people all around the world. Yes, you heard that right. They have over 100,000 five-star reviews. So head on over to Brooklyn today to keep you cool at home and on the go all summer long. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code HERSPACE to get $20 off your purchase of $100 or more and free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N dot com and enter promo code HERSPACE for $20 off and free shipping. Guess we're about to dive on me. Yes, we are. All right. So, lady, in terms of being able to be in a space where you are thriving in life, there are several categories that we have for you. So we have sexuality, mental and emotional health career and professional life, 
Household Management or Domestic Engineering. We'll talk about that title in a second. Finances and then Interpersonal Relationships. Now, T, which one should we dive into first? We can do mental and emotional support. You're so funny. We could do mental and emotional support. I'm like, should we do sexual? We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we gonna come back to that one in a second. We're gonna come back to that one because we got, yeah, yeah, we got some things we, we want to show you. Surprise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's All do right. mental and emotional. Yep. So when it comes to navigating and thriving in your mental and emotional support, for me, what comes up is. One, therapy, right? So even though therapy is not necessarily something that you do by yourself because you're talking clearly talking to a professional, right? So that involves dialogue and conversation, but it is something that is meant to help you as an individual to thrive. And then I would also say journaling. Journaling is definitely a solo activity. You know, journaling can be used in conjunction with therapy. It can be used in conjunction with seeking out your girlfriends or your guy friends or people friends. And it helps you to identify what's coming up for you, right? And journaling, I usually tell my clients, journaling doesn't have to be written. Journaling can be typed on the computer, It can be audio recorded. It can be video recorded. Whatever platform or medium you choose to use is really about getting the thoughts and feelings out. And then the next thing that I would say is meditation. You know, there are different ways and reasons why we meditate. I personally meditate to help me relax at night to go to sleep. But I know that there are a lot of folks out there that can use meditation to start their morning, to get them empowered and up and moving, but to also help them calm down when they are feeling emotionally dysregulated at various points throughout their day. And then the last thing that I would say is working out. Working out, we know that for folks who may be anxious or may be depressed, working out, getting in touch with your body. So whether that is going on walks, doing yoga, strength training, whatever the the method might be, working out allows you to exert a level of energy that also helps calm and settle and ground your spirit. What about you, T? I echo the sentiments that Dom shared, so I'm not really going to add anything to the list. But what I do want to do is talk a bit about what I did earlier when I was literally having a moment today where I was like, yo, I'm so overwhelmed. My thoughts are just going. So the first thing I did was I did a brain dump. And I used to journal a lot when I was younger, but my hand cramps up a lot these days. So I did my brain dump on my phone and my voice notes. And I typically do that. And I literally just put up the recording. I had my AirPods in and I was like, girl, this is what's going on. Talking to myself, getting it out of myself and into something else so that it doesn't have to live within me, that energy of like chaos. So I got that out. And then shortly after I did a journaling session, it wasn't very, like it wasn't in depth, but it was enough for me to journal that I could always look back and refer to it. So I did that. 
The next thing is I know myself very well. I'm very self-aware. I've spent a lot of time with myself over these years. And so I know that for me, a clean environment is very important. And so as I was having this sort of chaos internally, I wanted to get my environment clean and aesthetically pleasing because that brings me joy. And so I lit some candles, lit some incense, did the dishes real quick. There were only a few dishes in the sink, made up the bed because I didn't have time to do that early this morning. So I made up the bed. And after that, I was like, okay, my environment, I have control over what I can control. My environment is clean, right down. Control what you can control. My environment is clean now. I've done my brain dump. I saged my place, set an intention. And then I wrote down a list of things I was manifesting just because that was also coming up for me. So I wrote that down, put it on my little altar, and then I meditated for clarity. And for me, my meditation was a 10-minute meditation from a YouTube video. And I prefer guided meditations because they kind of give you the prompts on like what you need to visualize and where you need to be and you know what you should think about and all that. So I did that 10-minute guided meditation. And I also... No judgment, y'all. If this is not for you, just leave it where it's at. If it resonates, you can pick it up. But I also pulled a couple tarot cards from my tarot deck because that's something I've gotten into in the past few years. And it's it's very helpful for me. So I'm in the stage of my journey where if something resonates with me, I pick it up and use it. If it doesn't or it no longer serves me, I leave it where it's at. So I want to do a quick recap, Dom. So I did my brain dump, cleaned the house, I saged my place wrote down a list of things I'm manifesting, did my meditation, and I pulled the tarot cards. And literally, down after that, I felt like I could breathe again. I felt like I could focus on other things. So that was my thing. I love that. And I appreciate that you point out that, you know, think about the things that work for you right now, right? Because, and you pointed out that right now, in the last few years of your journey, you've been using tarot cards, right? And three years from now, that might not be what works for you, but pay attention to what works for you right now. What is soothing for you right now? And that's what you lean into. And so that takes us to our career and professional life. Now, lady, we have episodes that talk about navigating the workplace. We have episodes that with career counselors, with executive coaches. So be sure to check those out for more in-depth tips. But for me personally, when it comes to thriving career-wise, what helps me is to journal. And, you know, journaling can definitely be helpful for all of these areas of our lives. But I have a specific journal for career things. And why that helps me is that it allows me to kind of keep track of the good and the bad and the things in between. And so it particularly came in handy when I was hitting a point close to burnout. And I was able to look back and reflect, okay, well, what are the things that are happening that's leading to this? And having documented that in the journal helps. Also, for those of you that may be having disputes or conflict in the workplace, having that journal also helps you get clarity on what is happening in that in that time period. 
The other thing that I do is I have mentors. I have folks that I check in with that I tell them what's happening with my career. I tell them what my goals are and they help hold me accountable. And they also help write those letters. They write those letters of recommendation when I need it and keep me in check when I need to, when I'm not able to see something. And then the last thing that I do is I do a quarterly update of my resume or my CV because I'm in academia. And what that does is that helps me to see and reflect on the accomplishments that I've done over the last few months. Because sometimes, and I recently did a evaluation, self-appraisal, and it helped me to, and I also updated my resume at that same time period, but what it did was it helped me to reflect, oh, wait, I did all of this in the last six months? That, girl, you was on it. And it helps me to also see, okay, wait, you were on it, but damn, you were doing the most. Maybe it's okay to scale back for a little bit. And so that's what helps me to be in a space of thriving career-wise. What about for you, T? Well, let me just say, Dom, I love, love, love those examples you gave. And that is such a pro tip, like updating your CV or resume often, because I feel like most of the times, many of us, when we get into the job search, we forgot all the stuff that we've done. So if you're able to do that on a regular basis, that is such a pro tip. So I love everything that you shared. And I would say that for me, I often need to ground myself several times out of the month because I feel like I just randomly like will have a day where I'm like, what am I doing with my life? What's going on? Where am I? Like what's happening? And it's just so extra. And I'm like, girl, chill. So what I do is I am, I would say what I'm going to share with you, lady, it's going to sound very structured. You go like Terry Cray, like what's going on with her? But it helps me and it's not as structured because I've, I'm so accustomed to this process. So I do have an Asana project. I love Asana and Asana is a project management tool. We use it for the podcast. This is not an ad. Like I used to work at Asana and I just, I'm obsessed with the tool. And so anyway, I have a project for the given year and I call it my 2022 or whatever year it is success plan. And within that project, I have my key priorities for the quarter. And so like I have four things that I'm focusing on from now until December. And like, those are my core things. So like one for me is, you know, reaching my body goals, right? My body goals are personal, so I'm not going to be sharing them with you, but my body goals, right? That's one. And so out of the goals that I have, for me, one, I find that it's really helpful to know what I'm prioritizing in in that in that part of my life or in this phase of my life and what I'm optimizing for so that I'm not trying to do all the things. Because I found that I don't often do many things well. I typically do a few things very well. So I try to just keep myself focused. So let's say, for instance, if I want to write a book, right? I already have my four things for the quarter, so I'm probably not going to add that. Now I may add that to next quarter or, you know, next half of the year, whatever it might be. So it helps me to understand what I'm going to say no to and what I'm going to say yes to. Is it in service of what I'm optimizing for or is it going to distract me from the main goals that I have? So that's one thing. I also have an ideal life narrative and I got this from one of my mentors back in the day. And basically it's sort of like a vision cast of your ideal life. So what does it feel like? What does it look like? Where are you living? What are you doing on a daily basis? And that also helps to keep me grounded. 
And I would also add that accountability, like Don was saying earlier. So for my body goals, because I was struggling to, to do it on my own, I now have a trainer. And so now that trainer is helping me support the goals that I have. I also am building what I call my team of advisors. So I'm in search of a new therapist and also a new coach so that I can help myself achieve some of the other goals that I want to achieve. And then I'll also add that I have some books that I'm looking at reading as well. So those are kind of some of the things that I do to keep my career and professional life in order and in a space where I'm not like so super overwhelmed with everything going on. You know, I appreciate that. And I, you know, even though you said it's not structured, it's still structured, right? Because you're saying what you're saying is that there's four things that you focus on each quarter, right? And so then to me, that structure in that and organize in that it allows you to see, okay, and it allows you to see the things that you need to prioritize. And it allows you to set boundaries with the people in your life, which I think can be incredibly helpful personally and professionally, right? So if there's a task that a colleague brings your way or a project or an opportunity, just because it looks good, if it's not falling into your priorities, you know that it's okay to say no or not right now. That's a really good point. I do want to say one more thing. Like someone came to me recently and they wanted to pay me to do something for them. And I was like, I just don't have the bandwidth. So I, I said no. But I also want to say, even though it does sound structure, there are days where I fall off track too. Like today, for instance, right? So lady, even if you're listening, I don't want you to think this is like a perfect system that I have down. Like I still get lost and feel lost. And so I go right to my projects. I'm like, wait a minute, girl. This is what our ideal life narrative is narrative is, and this is what we're focusing on. So yes, thank you for that, Dom. And so then that takes us to household management and domestic engineering. I love that term, domestic engineering, because uh, yeah, your household requires some engineering, requires some work, requires organization. And so for me in my household of one, What I use to thrive, and I'm clear that I'm a household of one, so the things that work for me might not work for folks with multiple people, multiple generations living in the household. But what works for me is, one, having a housekeeper, and two, organization. Now, the housekeeper, I want to acknowledge that not everyone one, can afford a housekeeper, and two, wants to have a housekeeper. I have a couple of friends that say that cleaning is therapeutic for them, and that works for them. That doesn't work for me. Cleaning is not therapeutic for me. Cleaning feels like one more chore to add to the list. If I can have someone else come in and do the heavy cleaning and I do the spot cleaning to maintain, that is what keeps me in a space of thriving. When I look around my apartment and I see that there's no dust and I see that all the dishes have been put away, that makes my heart smile. Now, do I want to be the person who is doing the dusting and putting the dishes away? It's not my thing. But I figured out a way and I've put it in my budget and we'll talk about finances in a bit. 
but I've incorporated that into my budget. And I will add for those of us, I know for me personally growing up, I thought that you had to be rich to have a housekeeper. And I just want to say that, no, you don't. No, you don't. You can figure it out if that is something that is a priority for you. And then the next thing I would say in terms of my household, the second thing that I mentioned is organization. So helping for myself, knowing that everything has its place. And that helps me to know one that helps me keep things clean. And when Terry, you mentioned this earlier about when your house is clean, your mind is clean. And so having things organized and knowing, okay, this is the day that I'm going to do laundry and what time of day is going to, I'm going to do laundry. And on the days that I do do dishes, like what, when is the optimal time for me to do those dishes? It, when I'm meal prepping, when is the optimal time for me to meal prep? So I don't want to plan a Saturday brunch and then have to come home and go to the grocery store on the way home and then come home and meal prep. That's not how I like that's That, that doesn't flow for me. After I've had my Saturday brunch, I want to come home and chill. So I know that. And so I set my schedule accordingly. And so just being mindful of that organization and those scheduling and routines to help your household thrive. T, what are the things, because you you are a household of three. What, what helps your household thrive? Well, I will say my husband definitely helps out a lot. So I'm very grateful for that. So let me just put that out there first, because it's definitely not me just doing everything. So I really appreciate his help. But I would say for me personally, Having an aesthetically pleasing environment is just very important. I've realized that for like, since I was a young, like, at a young age. So whether my family was like living in a one bedroom and we were making it work or we were struggling, like I always tried to have a little corner of space that I just c- could control and like, you know, make it my own. And so for me, that means like when we first moved into our new spot, getting black art around the house, having plants. And so usually my routine once my child goes to daycare, my husband goes to work in the morning. I try to tidy up just so that things look good. I love it to smell good. I like things to be in order and, you know, where they need to be. Not as easy when you have a toddler, but you know, that is something that's important. The other thing is, again, this is a privilege that I'm grateful for and I budget for, but using Instacart. So I haven't I haven't gone to the grocery store since like before the pandemic. I started using Instacart when we moved out to San Francisco. And so that is so convenient for me being able to do my shopping weekly, have them deliver the groceries and I just put them away. Godsend, like such a blessing. Tip them well, okay? Like so great. And then of course, I have an Asana project. My daughter is probably going to be able to go through this Asana project when she gets older and like see all aspects of her life. Like all doctor's appointments are in there. I take pictures of the appointments, take notes from the doctor's giving us updates and put everything in there because that way I can loop my husband in. We can discuss things like... I know this probably sounds like some, it probably sounds wild to some people because I don't think my parents, I mean, my parents didn't have this tool when I grew up, but it's so convenient for us. And we're in Silicon Valley, so why not, right? We're in the tech 
right. environment of tech. Use so it's it. like, why not yes. use it? So yes, Asana projects for her and her life and milestones and things that we're working on. And then my own Asana project for myself and my doctor's appointments. And so that's really how I organize a lot of things because then I can use it on my phone. I know what's going on. It keeps me organized and in the know. So yeah, that that's what we're doing over here. I love that. And I think that Asana can definitely help a lot of folks stay organized if that's how they choose to. And and Asana might not necessarily be the only tool, but figuring out what works for you in terms of organization. And so then the next thing that I would bring up would be finances, right? And so finances can be a touchy subject for a lot of us. And particularly if you grew up in a household where money was not something that was discussed in terms of money management, right? Like I can remember growing up and being total, we don't have money for that. But it wasn't a conversation around why, like exactly why we don't have money for that or how we plan for things that we want to do as a family. And so for me, and then also thinking about, you know, coming through school and I'm I'm grateful that things are changing in the school systems now. But when I was coming through school, there was no conversation about financial planning and budgeting and and budgeting beyond thinking about paying the basic bills. Right. There was no conversations around financial planning and budgeting for retirement or for vacations or for buying a home, like, or things that you want to do in life. There were no conversations around that. And so for me, one of the things that helps me is having a financial planner that I can talk to and I can share, okay, these are my goals. These are the things that I'm working on. How do I budget accordingly with the income that I currently have, right? And how do I plan for the future? And then also for me, it's important for me to have multiple accounts. So having, and even though it is just me, I believe in having multiple accounts. I have retirement accounts that I'm not touching because again, that's for retirement. I have multiple savings accounts. So a savings account for emergency funds, a savings account for different things that I'm saving for, right? So like a vacation or a major purchase. And then having my regular checking account, right? And then I have a business and having a separate account for the business. And so, and knowing what you need to be at your financial best. T, what about for you? Okay, you better go ahead, um. Ew, I love these tips, girl. I will say I grew up in a household where we didn't really discuss money in this way, like in the way that you are sharing here. And I did not have a lot of financial literacy. And so what I realized too, and I think we've talked about this in previous episodes, lady, you got to check the archives because we have nearly, I think 200 episodes at this point. So there's so, we have so much content and many episodes about finances, but I know for me, I, my, my big question was always like, what do I do with my money? Like I, when I get money, I know how to spend it but I don't really know how to grow it. And I struggle to save it because I save it and I end up touching it. And so I realized that no matter how much money I made, I still had the same habits. And so I worked with a financial coach maybe a year or so ago. 
And she really helped me develop a better relationship with money. And so I still have some of those practices now. And so I have a spending plan. I have a money date. The goal is to meet weekly. Sometimes it's bi-weekly though, but a money date where I meet with my money and really have a relationship with my money. I have money mantras that I use and I love the multiple accounts too, Don, because when I get my coins, I know exactly where the money's going. I know how to divvy it up. I have the emergency savings. I have like a fun fund. I have money that I put into a space for like my nails and like self-care and miscellaneous and baby stuff and all those things. And knowing how to save and where it goes is so helpful for me. So I know what pools I can like dig into when I when it's time to spend money. So lady, that has been super helpful. I just want to emphasize if you don't know about money and folks have not taught you in your life getting support and assistance on that to help you like rewire your brain about the around the way that you think about money or else we're mostly going to end up in the same habits right adopting the same habits over and over yes yes i agree with that and we want to we want to change and we want the point is for us to grow from previous generations mm-hmm. so we have two more categories and I think we should save the the special category for last and let's do, let's talk about interpersonal relationships. So for me, in order for me to thrive in my interpersonal relationships, I do believe that some of the other things need to be, the other categories need to be well-managed and in place, right? So if my finances aren't together, then I'm not trying to go out to brunch. And then that doesn't make me feel good, which then affects me not feeling good, affects my emotional and mental health, right? If I'm not doing well career-wise, then I might be taking that out on my interpersonal relationships. So not spending as much time with my interpersonal relationships because I'm so focused on the career, right? And so part of thriving in my interpersonal relationships is about being aware of how I'm functioning in all of those other categories, but then communicating. So letting folks know what I need, because, you know, I say closed mouths don't get fed. So if I don't say, hey, T, we haven't hung out in a while, like, let's make some time, right? Or saying, you know, I think I need support. So like you did, like you reached out to your friends earlier today and that was saying, that was an indicator like, okay, hey, I need some support right now, right? But the other thing that I think is so important for me personally is scheduled alone time. That, you know, I think a lot of people think that folks who are single and live by themselves inherently have a lot of alone time. And the reality is that not necessarily, right? That we might end this podcast recording and I might have phone calls to make. Or I might have work to catch up on. That's not alone time. And so for me, it's about protecting my alone time. And in my alone time, that's when I'm reading or maybe I'm catching up on TV and it's allowing me time to recharge 
because I don't know about y'all, but interacting with people pulls from my cup. And I interact with people most of the day. So I need time to refill my cup. And that requires me spending some time alone. And sometimes what that means is, or actually a lot of times what that means is I try to set aside a day once a month for just me, where I do whatever I feel like doing when I wake up that morning. Sometimes it's looked like I've gotten up and I've done some yoga and I've spent the whole day on the couch reading. Other times it's like I've gotten up, gone for a walk on the beach, and maybe I sat at the beach and did some reading. Or maybe I spent the day catching up on TV. But it's dedicated alone time. So where I am not engaging with other people so that I can refill my cup. What about for you, team? I think that's a really good point that you made about assuming that someone that lives alone has alone time. So that's nice to like, just make a a point to state that, Hey, not necessarily, right? Like we have other things to do as well. I will say for me, Don, my sort of, I don't know, my belief is that if it isn't on the calendar, it doesn't exist. And that's for me in my life, at least. So when it comes to a lot of like, for me, you know, date nights, being intentional about date nights, being intentional about the time that, you know, me and my friends spend together, you know, the time that we spend together. I also have a sibling group chat. So my siblings and I will chat in the group, um, FaceTime dates with family. So just, you know, checking in. Those are usually not scheduled. We just kind of do it spontaneously throughout the week. I would also say voice notes are huge. So I have some friends that we haven't had a chance to touch base because we're in different time zones, like a friend that lives in, I think she's in like Italy and then friends on the East Coast. And so because of that, we'll send videos and voice notes back and forth on WhatsApp or Messenger or even via text. And I think that that helps with keeping that communication and that that just that relationship going. And so that's my best practice around relationships. But I will say, like you said, my priority in my first relationship is really with myself. And that's the one that like today, like I had to do what I had to do to make sure that I was full so that when I interact with my daughter later, right, I'm available and I'm there to be present. And so I think that it all starts with ourselves. And once we're good, I love how you tied everything back to those other aspects of life where it's like, if my coin's not good and I'm not managing things well, or I don't have the funds for brunch, then it's going to impact how I show it with my friends. So I think everything is connected and it all starts with ourselves, which kind of leads us to the last category here, mm-hmm, which is sexuality. I will say, Dom, I'm thinking about, before we dive into this, I think for the after show, I want to give a little show and tell of some of the sex toys I just got because I got a lot of sex yep, toys yep. and I think I might want to show them off. So anyway, we're talking about sexuality, lady. Now, Dom, I don't know about you, but me growing up in a very religious household, I felt a lot of shame when it came to masturbation. And I remember years ago that I gave up the punani, y'all, to somebody who I was like, girl. But it was just one of those times where I was like, I gotta do what I gotta do. Like, this is what it is. And I wasn't very familiar with masturbation. I wasn't comfortable with it. I still had a lot of shame around it. And I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't have a lot of, I didn't have any toys and all that. So I remember years after this, this instance, I wish I could have took this body back. I knew more about masturbation. I had my toys. I had little things that I was doing. And I was like, damn, I could have avoided this and could have just did this on my, you know, on my own. So masturbation, 
I think it's very important. That's just me. And also, I one of someone that I follow named Samaya. She is the founder of Sexual Essentials, y'all. Go check out Samaya on Instagram. I'm obsessed. I love her page. She's like my girl crush. I'm fangirl and all that. Check out her page, but also check out her Patreon because she has so many videos. If you want to spice up your sex life, if you want to learn, we got to have her on the show, Dom. If you want to learn how to, it's about to get real, ride dick better or just enhance your dick riding skills or masturbation or learn how to squirt all the things, okay? All the nasty mm, adult stuff. If you want to learn all that, go to Sabaya, okay? Go to Sexual Essentials. I'm a fan and I learned... I got some sex toys based on her recommendations. So I'll say that for now. And then I might have to show y'all a little something, something. Lady, if you listen and you're going to just have to go on ahead and become a Patreon subscriber and check out this after show where T is going to show you some of her sex toys. You, you got to check it out. Like this one. Like this one right yes, here. This like is one of my favorites. Like that <laughs> Like that one. You got to check us okay. out on Patreon to see what we're talking about. Yes. So... <laughs> I agree with all of that, right? Like I agree that masturbation is key mm-hmm. because masturbation not only is not only meant to be used by yourself, right? But what it also does is when you're do when you're masturbating by yourself, it also helps you identify what pleases you and so then you can tell your partner because your partners are not mind readers, they don't automatically know exactly what spot to hit at what moment and what tools and tricks to use that will help you reach orgasm by getting comfortable with your body. Then you are able to guide that person into helping you please one another. So I would say masturbation is key, but then also gynecological health. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know what's happening for with your body, then you don't know how to solve any issues that might be happening. So, you know, I think about STIs and how a lot of folks don't know about the various STIs that are out there. and don't know. Also, a lot of women don't know what their vagina smells like and what the different smells mean and what the different bodily fluids are indicators of, right? And there's a lot of women who don't do self-examination, so they won't be able to tell when something is abnormal. And so... I think it's important to be up to date on your gynecological health. If you are someone who is sexually active, then you should be consulting with a gynecologist to help make sure that everything is functioning to the best of its ability. And if not, let's get that worked out. And getting tested regularly as well. Like all that is super important. And we have an episode with Dr. Joy, I believe, right? Yes, we do. About STIs and STDs, I believe. Yes, we do. And we also have an episode, we have multiple episodes, actually, about sexual pleasure. Mm, You got to check the archives, lady. Check the archives. Just Google Her Space Podcast, Cultivating Her Space Podcast, and whatever topic, and then it it should pop up for you. But I think it might be time for the after show. 
So we're going to head on out. Ladies, you go to the purple square on our Instagram at Herspace Podcast and let us know your feedback about this episode. What resonated? What would you add to the different categories? And we will see you in the comment section and hopefully on Patreon in the after show. To get access to the after show, just go to herspacepodcast.com, click on Wisdom Wednesday with Terry, Patreon, and you can sign up right there to see the video and see this sex toy show and tell. Yes. Hey, lady. It's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at cultivatingherspace.com. And be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. Just because I can do it all doesn't mean I have to do it all.